Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Adel Amarsi Unplugged. I'm your host of the most, as always, Adel Amarsi. And today we are continuing our SEM Rush Appreciation Month by bringing in the one and only Olga Adrian. Uh, I can't even say your name. Oh my God. Olga, how do I say your surname? Uh, Andrianko, but it's, it could be o- Olga from SEM Rush. That, that, that Yeah. That, that, would... that no Olga Adrienko that's who it is I fucked it up everyone and I still managed to get okay <laughs> she's laughing it's a good day so that being said you are the actually what is your position at SEM Rush because I'm curious like is it head of global marketing yes yeah okay it's head I, have of to, I have to double check because when I did Fernando's thing everyone was like yeah he's the head of this and he was like no I'm not I was like wait what he was like I moved to departments like they didn't update your portfolio <laughs> god damn it but you're basically a global head of marketing at SEM Rush, and as everyone knows I'm actually a fan of SEM Rush. over the course of doing these interviews uh, I got given access by Fernando um, which is excellent which basically allowed me to really check this out and that being said however I now need to do the sponsorship call because this episode is sponsored by semrush.com go there get your 14 get your trial I think it's 14 days um it's amazing genuinely one of the best things I've done especially with this year me kind of going back into SEO and figuring stuff out uh I've had several people ask me like to ask you guys questions and we've been asking those as well but semrush has been around for a long time for a reason because it's one of the fucking best in the world we're also sponsored by storystyleandblueprint.com. If you want to basically understand how to write copy in a way that allows your story and origin and voice to all come out, head on over to storystyleandblueprint.com. Selling, not telling. It's all in the links below. That being said, my very first thing I want to ask you about more than anything, Olga, is how did you get into doing what you're doing? Because becoming an influential, like the top 25 influential women in digital marketing is insane. Like, how did you manage to do that? Um, it was a really cool story how I even joined the CMRush because um, uh, I was yeah I honestly wouldn't have imagined I would end up where um, I did and um, I was watching a webinar um, of the um, influencer called um, Ian Cleary so that's an Irish um, social media and content. Um, marketing professional and he was sharing uh, all imaginable tools for social media marketers back in 2013 and uh, he then just showed a screenshot uh, from SEM Rush and said well I typed in the domains of my competitors um, in the search bar and um, just get the keywords they're ranking for and then try to create content off top of those keywords to compete and that's how he just uh, shared um, the inspiration for social media managers to also create content. So from that point, I just um, um, left the webinar and I checked the SEMrush.com page. And also I recall that I saw a logo somewhere uh, because I just um, resigned from my previous company. And um, I understood that I saw the logo on the recruitment website. Uh, and uh, I thought that uh, whatever position uh, this company has in my city, I just um, will apply. And I open the page and then they have social media marketing manager, actually. So what really fitted the webinar. And um, and then I just sent them the cover letter saying, guys, you're so awesome. I want to work for you. And um, within a week, I was part of a team. 
and Holy yeah, crap. <laughs> it was really all super quick. And uh, then I tweeted Ian saying that I um, just well had an interview uh, with the SEM Rush because well I, I discovered about the tool in his webinar, and then he had only the free account, and he said that yeah, then I will be um, asking for. Uh, for the full access and actually so it was uh, actually Fernando who hired me uh, back in the day and um, so Crazy. Fernando was also uh, well, working with influencers back then so he granted the free complimentary full access to the tool that Ian has in, until this day. Yeah that is amazing and Fernando's a good dude because like that once he'd open doors it's, it's crazy what happens. But that just shows you guys that there is no harm in writing a message to a company going, I'm just a fan. I want to work with you guys yeah. and you'll see what happens. I had that with, um, so a lot of people don't know this, but I actually worked with Jay Abraham as a, as a copywriter for his company. Mm -hmm. And it was really interesting because uh, what a friend of mine basically introduced me to Jay's CEO, which happens to be Jay's daughter, uh, mm -hmm. Michelle, who's amazing. So we were speaking and she literally said to me, you, you're so like, cause I got an endorsed referral and I got asked, why would I want this? And my only response was Jay's impacted my life so much. I want to just give back to the company that helped mm -hmm. me. And, he, and her response was, you have no idea how long it would have taken you. I would have ignored you for six months. And I was like, <laughs> okay. And she goes, but so-and-so said that you're a good copywriter and we really need you. So let's get on. Got on a phone call with her after three weeks. And she, we just clicked. She just loved the way that I was. And sometimes you meet those people and it goes great. But the thing that I was going to ask you specifically with how it comes out with um, getting yourself known, because what you said there was so powerful. You find the ranked words and you write content around it. Well, with the decade coming ahead, the problem, not the problem, but the, the opportunity we're presented with is longer form blog posts and content is being accepted more widely. I remember reading an article on SEM Rush. I think the average length post that does well is 2,850 words. My curiosity is how do you tie in your keywords into such a long post? Like, do you do it on purpose or do you just like keyword stuff like some people do? Uh, what we recommend is adding a lot of semantically related keywords, so not necessarily having the same keyword like repeated over and over again. But if you have the piece that long, then you would um, go to topic and subtopic. And let's say if um, I look at the, so I was well uh, planning to write the influence marketing uh, guide, and so if you look at that. Um, topic then there are a lot of subtopics the ROI of influence marketing the challenges maybe well the paid campaigns the Instagram um, work well work in Instagram uh, and then also how the questions that I would then tackle how long it would actually take before the um, yeah before um, there is any results and then how to start and then the outreach so this is all semantically re related subtopics and, and keywords and then so um, if you're looking at long-form content then you would just need to tackle the questions the long questions that um, Google um, all that people type in Google and to target them uh, rather than just uh, repeat the short um, head um, 
keyword over and over. So I would then uh, include a lot of influence marketing keywords, but then uh, um, was there a while, how long it would take me um, until I see the results. Then I think that's, that's the, um, that's actually the um, um, headlines uh, I would be using. And Google also um, really wants this semantic connection. And they have now two elements um, in SERP, which is featured snippets, which you see really on top for a lot of questions you're asking. And also right below it, there is people also ask feature. And it shows semantically related questions to your first one. So with that long content, uh, those, those were the two elements that you need to target. Yeah, that is so cool. I love how technical and also fun it is because like <laughs> SEO writing can be a real pain in the ass. And that's something I really like about um, SEM Rush personally is that you guys also have a uh, an SEO assistant, like writing assistant. Yep. Mm -hmm. And that's basically like the, the true power. That's one of the most powerful things for me is seeing that there and seeing how it works because it actually really does help out. Um, with regards to... Uh, hold on a second. With regards to how you basically you create different types of content that's semantically related, especially for, like, let's say you've got a targeted keyword. Like for me, it would be copywriting. Like that's one of my big keywords. How else would you find semantic keywords? Would you use something like what, uh, what was it? What do people want to know.com or something like that? Or like, um, it, it's basically, I might find it out. Uh, um, a website, sorry about this. That my brain is like, damn it, I can't remember what it's called. I would just, um, yeah, I use the SEMrush tool called SEO Content Template for this. So that's uh, something that I would be using because it might, uh, people might identify the semantically related keywords themselves, but there might not be the keywords that. Um, Google looks at and also Google ranks. So it's just really difficult, different what people would, um, um, like what people could choose in any given specific, specific situation. And then um, it's still necessary to um, understand what machine prefers. So yeah, definitely. So I, I just um, typed in copywriting and SEO content template and I, well, the semantically related keywords um, was copywriting course, good copywriter, freelance, business owner, landing pages, written word, blog posts, sales letters, marketing materials. So, and then um, just a um, dozen more. Uh, what the, well, how this tool chooses keywords. So they scan uh, top 10 uh, links and then top 10 websites that already rank for your keyword in specific country and then um, analyzing the content that we have on those 10, 10 pages we give you the idea of what words you need to include because uh, so we base all our recommendation on what already works in google that's awesome so it's basically 100 percent based on what is out there which is takes all the, uh, I was going to say the fun, but all the headache away from actually trying to find out exactly what works. It's not fun having those headaches. I've, uh, yeah. 
it's just a lot of manual work that you can if you can automate this this i really love the what our developers built i think that was genius um innovation uh when they just built um the topic research that helps you identify the questions that people are asking and any for any given subtopic and then um analyzing the top 10 uh, content pieces that already uh, work and then as you mentioned this writing assistant where you start writing from the first word um, for people and for machines well for google so i think that was um yeah i cannot praise this enough like um i well i love the company it's been six years i still believe in it as it um in day one um so uh but that uh, that con content creation tools or content analysis tools, so the um, powerful trio, um, is well definitely my favorite now. That's incredible. See, and that's actually something that's very powerful about the culture in particular. And that's something I want to ask about because um, that's a question I've been receiving quite often: is how do you build a company culture that is quite relaxed? Because everyone I've spoken to at SEM Rush, from like Felipe all the way to you, and uh, even more so. <laughs> Everyone seems to have this um, really relaxed vibe around SEM Raj. Um, uh, so w I think that was brilliant work uh, by HRs. Uh, so what they did, they sent the survey to everyone in the company, um, asking who would you identify as um, top three people that mm -hmm. um, well, they stand out in the company, who help everyone else, or who are in well in in who you worked with well in on different campaigns or in different departments and so people mentioned a few names and then um, out of the whole company um, they collected 60 people uh, from product from marketing from administration from, from like from uh, even the accountancy well it's just so i they identified the well the profiles of um people who drive SEMrush and who are more active than others. And then they interviewed those 60 people and uh, developed the profile or identified the key features that we all were uh, mentioning. So I was one of the um, people who got interviewed. And um, so I just described how I work and what I value. And then, so the productivity, responsibility, for example, where, well, um, freedom uh, to make well, my own choices. That's something that like I really value uh, in my work. And um, so they just um, created the profile of a perfect employee and um, then shared it and educated the leads um, on, uh, well, on this profile and also invited those 60 people, whoever wanted to join any random interview uh, for a culture fit um, test. Not the test, but like assessment. So um, then we have people uh, who are joining and they don't even know what the position is that they're interviewing, but they are just... Um, testing really, uh, and then just um, yeah, analyzing whether the person would fit the uh, company culture. That's how we ensure that we get the people uh, who would fit and who are um, who are like uh, from the first moment. That's pretty cool. I like that. So you guys basically did the equivalent of coming up with a client avatar, but yeah. for your company. Yes. Yeah. 
And actually, let's talk about that for a second, because client avatar is a big thing that everyone kind of gets a little bit weird uh, about. What's your take on it when it comes to like finding a client avatar? Like, do you, are you of the belief that you can basically make them up or you can actually, or do you believe that you can find research that backs it up right away and interview that person instead? Uh, in the case of SEM Rush, I just, ex I know the, the person, the people who represent our client avatar. So that, that's, um, you can find them, um, in the, your audience already. Um, and then basically that's the person who is um, engaged, who is happy with the product, who's using uh, that at least weekly and who has been using the product for quite a while. Um, and that would this. Um, so they have been a client for more than um, like your average lifetime value, I would say. Um, so. Yeah, I never. Well, I know uh, different uh, personas because we have a few, and then I could just basically name people who I consider um, like the perfect fitting um, the profile perfectly. But um, if, uh, but I'm a great believer that uh, if there are people and then company where is, is existing for quite a while then you definitely can search your existing audience or if you if you feel that you need to enter a new market then what you would do is that well I would definitely just uh, build a persona um, first of all through well identifying my niche in Google mm -hmm. and then identifying the questions like the long tail questions uh, that people are asking on the informational stage so when they are searching for the um, for the solutions and not necessarily they're searching for the potential competitors I would go for a bit higher up to understand their concerns and their challenges and um, so I would then understand how to serve them better and then identify who asked those questions and then interview them that's excellent that is actually pretty cool I actually really enjoy that now I have a question that I actually found the just a close loop here I found the website, by the way, that I was thinking of is answerthepublic.com. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Fucking love that website. But combining that website with something like SEM Rush is kind of insane because Answer the Public will give you a lot of the questions that you need to answer, which gives you the content. And then, of course, SEM's content tool and all the keyword tools that we've already discussed, putting those together will actually give you a powerhouse of content that you really can't run out of and give you all the tools that you need to get there. Would you agree or disagree with that? Yeah, I agree. We just uh, we actually built the answer the public on steroids yeah. <laughs> in in our own tool. So you either can well, answer the public is an amazing tool, and then I definitely recommend um, going well there and then checking out um, the questions, and that's free. So that's the beauty of it. Yeah. Um, if whoever is using SEM Rush already, then go to content marketing toolkit and topic research, and then you will see the same what answer the public shows. But we also base it on our own data and search volumes, and um, yeah, all, and then the the uh, yeah we just structure it pretty neatly, I would say, and um, it can it's connected to those further tools where you analyze the top ten rivals. So. Um, I use now topic research. If I have, didn't have the access to SEM Rush, I would be using Answer the Public. I absolutely love that. Okay, cool. So I'm actually in SEM Rush right now. So if the people do have a free account, but also have a paid account as well, if you have one, 
Uh, where would you find this tool, just so I know? So you, you go to Content Marketing Toolkit on the left, yeah. Uh, right and then there's here. yeah, top top re topic research is. Uh, um, got it. Yeah, I'm actually still I'm still exploring this thing. It's like crazy, <laughs> um, how powerful this tool is. And again, huge fan of it because freaking works. I've been a fan of this company for a while, for like well over a decade. Now, one of the things I really want to ask you about uh, when it comes down to when it really just comes down to everything um, to do with influencer marketing in particular. And when I say influencer marketing, I actually mean more becoming an influencer, becoming okay. someone that gets seen out there because obviously it takes a strategic amount of thought. We've seen people like, and a lot of people give me shit for mentioning his name, but someone like Jay Shetty who came out of seemingly nowhere and skyrocketed to this level of um, superstardom. Granted, he did do it incorrectly, meaning he stole other people's content. But at the same time, can someone in today's world do the same thing? Can they actually go from not really well-known to being extremely well-known just by using SEO strategy? Um, yes, um, I would say that um, still people trust people more than they trust brands, but they do trust Google more than they trust majority of people. Wow. So um, Google likes to well expose the best content out there and then just leave well um to help people by well just um leading them to that content i think um if you just really focus on answering the people's questions uh to the best of your ability then google will favor you and well, given that your website is technically healthy, so that's a must. Uh, and then you put content there. And then if you tailor it to all of the possible questions that you can answer, then um, I think it will all really work out. But I really don't think that um, you're able to build the, um, your influential built authority without social media now because people want to see your face. And also in Google, that's just, well, you go to the website, but then you, you read the content. Um, but before, you basically just need some emotional connection as well. And uh, social media is where the conversation uh, really becomes personal. And um, you're able to chat with the audience. I think that's, the, that's really the power of, of um, influence in a really quick response and then you still can put the same content on your own website and then a shorter version on social media but i think that in building authority social media is really instrumental um if you want to like, really really um inspire people and uh, they want to see uh, the videos they want to hear your voice uh, they just want to see what well, see re respond to someone so they ask you a question in the hope that they um, you also talk to them that's amazing that's actually brilliant i would totally agree with you on that um now i'm curious about one thing because we've spoken about written we've spoken about written content a lot on the show with the other people from sem rush i want to ask you about stuff like say video like youtube seo or even more yeah. so like apple seo with the podcasting side of things is that something that you would recommend people look down towards because as a strategy just to share this with the audience one of the things i found that works is if you combine a video or an audio with a written piece of content 
it has extra weight that comes up in the SERPs. What's yeah, absolutely. Yes, yes. So uh, if you uh, if you have a video, and then even if you not well, you are not planning to publish it on YouTube, but publish it somewhere else, then you still need to have a YouTube channel, and then optimize um, the keywords and the description, and then uh, timestamps would also really be a cool um, thing because Google owns YouTube, and then they do read the transcripts, and then they do uh, put. Um, videos. Um, so, for example, well, you just mentioned Jay Shetty. So, um, I just well, I just put that in Google search to understand what would be um, the search results. And um, so, videos just really are immediately below um, the his website, and um, the thumbnail also should be really, really good. So, people would instantly see either your face or what you're trying to. Um, well, the message of the video. So definitely YouTube plays a huge role in uh, Google search results. And what we also realized, we were analyzing the voice search results. So mm -hmm. something that um, Google Home devices, without the screen even, would give um, as an answer. And sometimes uh, video carousel, so videos are used. And uh, the text that Google Ass Digital Assistant was reading was not even the start of the video. So they scanned the transcript, they identified the best place to read um, for, the, for the query that the, well, we, we were asking. And um, yeah, so they just, that was a small excerpt um, of 40 words, roughly, that um, the device gave us. So videos are also not well important, not only for desktop and mobile search, but also for voice search as well. That's incredible. Sorry, I just like constantly always like blown away with how incredible this stuff is. Yeah, so. that's, uh, that's pretty amazing. And also Google Hub, Google, new Google device with, uh, um, that has a screen, then obviously that would be like, a, well, that will have a really strong impact also on, um, on how videos perform. And definitely YouTube SEO and optimizing for keywords is definitely a must now. So just don't leave your videos without uh, poor descriptions. Make sure that you give it some thought and work. Oh, I agree. I'm terrible at doing that. Like, I am so terrible at doing, like, the uh, putting a good description in. It's one of the reasons why when I was looking at my site audit, I had, like, something like 400 things I need to fix. I spoke to a friend of mine about it, and his response was, well, it'll only take you four days to do. I was like, yay, I need to find <laughs> four days to go through this. And, like, hang and tag off different keywords. Now, let's talk about something a little bit more fun. Like, one of the things I really love asking people on the show is more or less finding out what type of movies influence them. Like, because you seem like the type of person that isn't just all work and no play. Obviously, you love to enjoy things in life. My question is, what do you do to relax after a day of work? Um, I actually listen to books and well with with audible so that's um, I listen more than I watch um, uh, and uh, that's I don't really listen to literature I actually listen to psychology or self-help uh, or business and marketing books um, and if I want to watch something uh, then actually <laughs> then I would uh, go for Avengers um, mm -hmm. Or um, one 
there's one series that I really like. I watched that twice and I will do it again. Um, that's called Lie to Me. Oh, wow. That's uh, a great show. And then it's just actually that helps me and has helped me in my meetings, in well, in client meetings um, and in job interviews, especially because that's just a really free uh, course on how to read micro expressions. So I think that's super. That's the like that's very educational. Agreed. It's a great. Uh, I actually like the guy that originally did it, and that is um, is it Paul Ekman? I think it's based on him, but that's, uh, I've spoken to him at great length. Guys, if you check out the podcast I did with Chase Hughes, which is uh, someone I recommend that you check out as well, Olga. He is incredible with body language and he even goes over this stuff as well. So he's uh, extremely learned in all these subjects. Now, one of the things I'm very curious about, because uh, again, my curiosity always abounds, what is it about Avengers that really makes you happy? Because for me, it's a case of I get so emotionally connected to the stories. Um, I just think, well, I I love working in a team. And uh, also, I really love strong, opinionated people. Uh, and I think that, uh, well, just, um, yeah, Avengers is the great case of... Um, really a talented bunch of, uh, well, um, complicated um, people that somehow just um, align for greater good. I think I like that a lot. And um, yeah, and then it's just uh, fun to see different characters. And um, um, yeah, and then I always get so soaked in because everything just constantly changing. So I think uh, that just takes my mind of everything else. That's good. That's really, really good. Um, yeah. So specifically when it comes down to like team building, I think Tony Stark is like my least and most favorite person in those movies for <laughs> the simple reason that if I was being bossed by Tony Stark, I'd hate him. If I was Tony Stark, I'd love him. It's very much yeah. that dichotomy of like, God damn it, I see myself far too much in this character. <laughs> Who's your favorite yeah. character then? Just curiously. Yeah. Yeah, Tony Stark. I I uh, I uploaded um, the uh, image, well, um, the PNG image where he's on stage to to Slack. Mm -hmm. So that's my favorite um, emoji that I'm using on Slack, where he's uh, on stage with the arms uh, spread out. And um, yeah, I I post it every time when we have a success or. Yeah, something's released or posted. So there's always a Tony Stark emoji from coming from me. Okay, so I will now know if I ever see that. It's from you. <laughs> you just wait to know. It's like, Olga, just, I'll just tag you in it and be like, was this you? It doesn't have your name on it, but I have a feeling it's you. Um, yeah. Now, one of, my, one of the questions I do want to ask, because it's more of a personal thing, really, and that is there are obviously times in people's lives where life kind of kicks you while you're down. Like, you know, everything's against you. You really don't know if you're going to make it. Just the, the real horrible, shitty side of life. My question to you is, what do you do to counteract that? Like, how do you actually find the peace in that, in that, in that troublesome moment? Um, I actually understand, like, so I just really believe that everything happens not to me, but for me. Uh, 
so if something has happened, then I just needed that. And I start figuring out what lesson that I have to learn here not to end up in this situation again. Um, and uh, from there, I just focus more on the yeah on on the lesson and then I figure out the solution and hopefully that's the right one so I think I try to transform the situation uh, and also um, really the worst you um, you could feel is that if you don't have any control and then this is just world turning against you I think that's a very weak position so whenever I feel and then ultimately i f i sometimes feel as if that's true so but i when i catch myself feeling that then i try to switch positions and then just go um and then transform the attitude because um ultimately i'm responsible for everything that happens in well um in my life and um so i cannot sometimes control the situation but i try to control whatever I feel towards the situation. Um, and yeah, definitely just assessing the le lesson and trying to, well, just to work towards um, this as quick as I can. That's pretty cool. That's pretty interesting because I, I have a complete, op not a complete opposite, but my, my process of dealing with challenges is I've realized the cycle is, okay, um, I don't know what to do. I'll have a freak out. I'm going to watch a movie. I should really write this down. What's the learning lesson in this? And then it's like, okay, you need to go do this thing. Go go fix the problem. Go fix the problem. And I go fix the problem. But there's that initial like, oh no. And then of course, and this is for the people out there. Sometimes you'll try and fix the problem. The problem only gets worse. And then you've just got to keep going with it. Because like, what I find is if you stop, you'll mess everything up. You've got to take your time with it. And like really yeah. just stick to it, which is excellent. Yeah. What I also sometimes do is that um, I actually try to kind of practice gratitude um, towards yeah. the things that um, were great. Um, even like not so there's something well bad in a day, but there is also small, tiny things that were great. And then I... Um, uh, well, I try to either just um, just say thank you on the spot, and also what uh, my daily ritual now is that I do the three sun salutations um, in the morning, and every time when I just um, just put my palms um, as at the, the, the end, I just uh, say thank you for the upcoming day. Um, so I think it was just it's um, just something that um, as I start the day with gratitude and um i try to um yeah just uh, not just not just small things um that i even love as well um even it, if it's the flock of birds just flying really beautifully in the sky that i would still uh think as something beautiful has happened and then i would actually say thank you um or well think of um just yeah of this moment as um as something beautiful happened to me so uh, maybe that's uh yeah that's just a tiny uh girly thing but that really um helps me to focus on the good stuff or even if i found the parking 
uh, spot really quickly, that also would trigger the gratitude feelings uh, because that's yeah just a tiny thing that made my uh, day easier. Awesome. I actually do need to practice more on my gratitude because I do love, uh, I used to actually own an idea. I didn't create anything out of it. It was called Gratitweet, or it's basically you'd send out one grateful tweet every day. Mm. I mean, That's I kept awesome. this up. I kept this up for a year and then I was like, okay, this is just getting weird. I'm going to go just journal this instead. But it's crazy when you can't become great. You can't be grateful and scared at the same time which is one of the coolest things you have to be. If you're grateful, you're grateful. If you're scared, you're scared, but you can't be both at the same time. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I never thought of that. Yeah, yeah it's, it's the most powerful thing ever. But one of my favorite questions to ask on the show, and it is related to this, it would be, what would be the, if you were to pick 10 books to give to, like, actually, let's make this easier. You have to give me 10 books and you have to mail it to my address. I'm not saying that you do, but let's just say that was the case. What 10 books would you send me and why? And let's just say my goal is that I want to become really well known. I want to build my business and I want people to regard me as the next Jay Abraham. Let's just say like I want to be really well known and I want to run a very successful business. What are the 10 books? Um, okay. So um, actually, Olga, I was going to say. Yeah. Don't worry about if they like you can include self help books, non fiction books, fiction books, mm -hmm. all of that. It's just 10 books that you'd be like, I think you need to read these. Um, yeah, so uh, first book would be um, um, the I forgot the <laughs> yeah, uh, so that would be a negotiation book by Chris Voss. I never split uh, the difference, yes, never split the difference. Yes, that that's um, that would be my first pick. Uh, then I would uh, probably um, send you the uh, book called "Known" by Mark Schaefer. So that he, well, he just um, shares on um, things that you should start well to build your influence. Um, then. I think uh, Dan Ariely, predictably irrational, just to understand what really motivates people, and that's not what we think it is. Mm -hmm. um, then um, um, Malcolm Gladwell, uh, David, David and Goliath, um, because there is also just uh, I think for me it was an well in two books by Malcolm Gladwell I think um, just one is Outliers just to see every possible like well so well people who got influence and then people who were um, just well stood out and then the David and Goliath uh, is about underdogs and mm -hmm. um, um, yeah so that one I really liked the book by uh, Michelle Obama, Becoming. Um, so that one probably just about like a personal story of, um, and it well she also talks about um, Barack and well how he, um, um, yeah, his journey. So I think that would be um, a good combination. Atomic Habits um, is the one book that I really like. Uh, that's about uh, changing well so um, it's not that you just want to be famous and then you become famous tomorrow but um, if you change your habits one by one uh, then um, and then just plan 
um, to do daily, then ultimately, well, if you just plan to post a short Instagram story uh, with one um, idea or with the, and then just do it consistently, then, well, you'll grow your audience eventually that will resonate with the message, but that you need that habit to, uh, to be developed. And then also just ultimately you would need to change who you are now just to, in order to get things that you want in life. So that is, I think, crucial of the small changes. Um, um, what else I could recommend? Um, I, yeah, um, authority. Mm -mm. Um, I can't think of, um, um, well, probably, um, well, I haven't, yeah, uh, what I, well, what I would be reading more, um, and then I haven't read them, um, but what I have in my list is, for example, um, books about Richard Branson, um, and then some others, uh, other examples of, uh, people who really, uh, built the empires so that would be probably several books that i would be sending um and um one more uh that's health self-help um that's the breaking the habit of being yourself oh, Joe Spence. yes dude. i love yeah. that book <laughs> so that is i think also it just because ultimately you can get any authority you want but you just want need to believe in yourself that um and not be scared and then basically yeah change yourself and then the world changes around you so um i really believe in that strongly so that would be definitely the book that would help that's incredible see i love all those just brilliant ideas um but yeah, those are just amazing ideas is what, what they are. And I would actually appreciate that. Though I have to ask, why do so many people love Atomic Habits? Like, I've never understood that. Like, <laughs> I've not yet read it, but everyone seems to love it. Mm, I just, I think it's practical. Um, and also, it um, it's a story of someone who's, well, who's not ever likely to write the book at all. Uh, because there was... Um, so uh, the author just shares the story how his baseball career was um, forever damaged because of the severe injury. And, um, and then he slowly um, got back um, to sports. And then like majority of people would never have been able to do it. So I think that starts with a powerful message. Then um, just uh, with... Um, yeah, with the small habits, you can do a big difference. And I, my favorite quote from the book is, um, habits don't add up, they compound. Yeah. And um, so I just, yeah, I think that um, it's easy to um, to apply the um, recommendations and, um, and it just, you feel that the author has actually lives by those rules so um it gets it well extra credibility that is actually incredibly powerful something that i do definitely need to read personally for myself but as we're reaching up to the critical point of our show one of the things i definitely want to ask you uh before we go and that is if you were to sit down with yourself 
from even three years ago and you had to give yourself advice to set yourself up for the next 10, what advice would you give yourself and why? Mm, I would advise myself to think bigger um, and, well, not only think, but actually practice. So um, one of the really important exercises that I've done last year and it helped me incredibly is um, I've listed a hundred things starting with what if or um, I wonder what the person feels when. Um, so what if I um, skydive? What if I um, write a book? What if I... Um, well, I wonder how a person feels opening a $10,000 bottle of champagne or something like some silly stuff. When you have to outline 100 um, points, then you start at one point just writing down whatever comes to mind. And then those are the things that were not previously existing in your head. And then uh, what if um, opens a lot of possibilities but it's just um that on a regular basis people just don't really expand their universe and um, they block themselves to the reality that they have now and then i've done this exercise twice and then when i was writing uh the list of um hundred what ifs uh the next the second time then i already felt how different my universe feels because i welcomed a lot more daring things uh, because ultimately someone at this very moment lives a completely different reality and I don't know even like some silly 10,000 bottles of champagne even if it I don't know if it even exists and then they would know for sure and then probably drink it so um, it's um, I think we limit ourselves much more than anyone else limits us so that would definitely be the exercise that I would want myself well me um, to do um, three years ago. Oh, wow. That's incredible. No, I would totally go with that. Um, and something just really to finalize on, I'd say, actually, not even finalize on, that was a perfect ending. I was just thinking, what's a great way to add to that? I'm like, there isn't one. It's perfect. So, Olga, <laughs> I want to actually say thank you so much for taking the time for being here and actually sharing the advice that you've given because it's actually incredible. Um, and more so as, you know, the more I become adaptive with SEM Rush, the more I use it and the more our audience uses it, I'm pretty sure we'll be hearing from you again because I definitely want to interview you again like next year, find out what's changed and different from that. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for being here. Guys, go check out semrush.com. If you want to follow Olga on social media, what's the best way that they can find you? Um, that would be Facebook um or yeah or instagram uh those are two um platforms that i use quite well more often uh for well when i post there so that's uh, yeah and i well that's not um personal even so they're all open and i'm happy to have conversation with whoever um wants well to ask a question or just chat with me yeah i mean you're a pretty fun person to talk to and i realize we have quite a few really good friends in common um yep. but yeah so guys go definitely check out sem rush find olga her actual uh details will be on of course the comments below and on the site 
So if you guys haven't already done so, please go check out adelamarcy.com where you can actually listen to this episode and others in future. Olga, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on and I look forward to speaking to you very soon. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure uh, being in the show. Thank you. Take care, guys. See you soon.